Hey, 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 good evening. It's actually gonna, it's actually good morning now. It's five minutes after midnight. So that makes it Tuesday morning. <laughs> and that makes it uh, the 21st. And I hope you had a good 420. It was my cat's birthday. So that was a good thing. And so this whole day started off kind of really hard. I had a really strong memory come back from when I was a young boy. And it was really, it took me like 20 minutes just to work through a lot of the, uh, the things. But because I have such a good partner and friend, my wife, who is there to help when I need it, who is there to, to be a part of, I'm going to come inside the studio here because it's kind of like noisy out there because right now neighbor's got a uh, air conditioner on, which is interesting. It's kind of cool. But, uh, you know, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, Sunday's program was really, I preached a little bit on Sunday, I think. And Sundays, you're probably going to get a lot of that. Which would be appropriate, right? <clears throat> now, I've been really paying attention. I'm trying to grab onto where the pop culture is right now, where people are right now. Um, what's going on? And there is a canary. In, here, let me do this because you're probably going to keep hearing that. Oh, sorry about that. I'm going to do that because I don't need that. Thank you. So, what's happening here is I've been trying to pay attention to, I listen to the news and I try to hear news that I think is that covers a pretty good broad spectrum of ideologies. And it's becoming very clear that there is becoming a very serious polarization in this country. Um, it's one thing that is for sure. I've never seen the church. And when I say the church, I'm, I'm talking about generally speaking churches. Okay. When I see churches in America, uh, mainly the majority of them not only not fighting and just going to church and holding services as those that went on before us would have done but other churches turning in other churches locking the doors on other churches because of the threats of men what that would have done for me I would walk into that church during, and when, when, you know, I would just get a hold of the pastor of that church and, or the board members and say, we need to have a meeting ASAP. Um, you violate, they violated guys, you know, I wouldn't even worry about, you know, the money. I'd say, okay, sorry, church members, but you know, what we're going to do is we know where we stand with who we thought were our friends in the, in Christ. And, you know, our brothers and sisters, and they, they went ahead and shuttered the doors on us so we could not meet and fellowship and worship our, our Lord and Savior together. So, 
what that's done for me, it's really kind of made me think, okay, I got to think more out, outside of my immediate circle. And in order to get my programs and my message out there, I need to be able to speak to as many people as I can. But then I thought, you know, I need to speak to those who will listen. <clears throat> and so since I don't know who that is, I'm just going to speak the message and let the chips fall where they may. I'll tell you right now, Daniel Ramirez, that's my born name, but I go by Daniel Ramirez because the man who gave me the name Ramirez was not a good person in my mind. Um, he might have wanted, you know, I don't, I don't know the end of a man, but my experience was he beat his, my mom, he beat myself. I don't know what happened with my sister. I don't remember him hitting my sister. I remember me getting my ass kicked and my mom's ass kicked. Uh, my sister having to pull me out of the house and take me to the neighbors and then the neighbors having to come over and do, it was a different culture back then and today I look at that and say man it would have been nice to have a church behind us a or community of some sort to where you know my mom would have had the strength to look and say you know if you're not going to get your shit together, then I'm done. You know, if, if the second he puts a hand on you like that, you're done. If you're smart and any pastor says, no, you got to stick it out and, and stay married. Yeah. Okay. And then when he puts a bullet in your head or she puts a bullet in your head, yeah, that's good. Or your kids. Usually women end up killing, killing their children to get back at the man or vice versa. So, you know, children are usually the ones who suffer. So, the most and I know that from experience so what the best thing to do is to get her or the the father or the mother who's trying to escape the violence and protect them and tell the other part person that hey if you're not gonna get your shit together until you do you can't come around okay and if you don't like that that's nice you threaten this place we'll deal with it we don't call the police we never have and never will I've never had to call the police at the place I'm at. I just escort somebody off the property and say, do not come back, please. And they never do. They never have. That's actually, I, I think about it, so nobody's ever come back when I had a men's home. So anyways, I'm sitting here looking at this country and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a follower of the creator. Not a, yeah, I'm a follower. I'm in communion. I should actually say I'm a communion. I'm a follower of Christ and in communion with the Creator. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all follow something. We all do. I don't care how, how arrogant you are and how full of yourself you are, because I know I'm an arrogant, prideful person myself. Uh, yeah. We, we all are broken, and that's all there is to it. And that's part of this message. The main message I have for you today, and if you don't see it around you now, nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. No thing is safe in a society where God does not exist. No thing is sacred. No life is special. And only those who have the power and monopoly on force get to decide who's essential and who's not. That's not the world that God wants us to have. 
See, the problem is with the entitled mindset and this one thing, and especially the millennial mindset, I'm going to use it because it's the generation we're in right now. Okay? The generation we're in right now are a bunch of spineless, indecisive, uh, the work ethic sucks. And that's because the older generation put up with it. And kind of brought this about with the helicopter mothers and and single homes as being like single single parents as being heroes. Only if that parent is raising those kids because the other parent decided that uh, you know they were going to go ahead and go into another relationship because they didn't want to deal with this one. That's a hero, man or woman. But if you leave and use your kids as a way to get back at someone that makes you fucking evil okay oh and by the way in my bible the word fuck doesn't exist so therefore it's not a sin to say it if you don't like it that's tough show me in the bible where it says fuck is an evil word but i'll tell you what's an evil word <laughs> an evil word i don't even know if there's a, such thing as an evil word that, that's impossible What's evil are the hearts of men. Well, what's coming out of your heart is evil. Well, is it really? Is me saying a, a word that's offensive to you and not offensive to someone else a sin because you say it is? And who are you to say that it is? What? There is no greater authority over me than, than the Creator. Even within the church that Christ had established. <coughs> In Christ, there is neither bond nor free. There is no. There is neither king or peasant. There is. We're all equal. He called us brothers. <laughs> That's what he called us. He called us brothers. And because of that, he showed us how much, even though we're created by him. He lifts us up to his to, to his side. Not just to his bosom, you know, as, as a friend would would but as a friend, he lifts us up to, to his side as friends. That is unheard of in any other religion in, in the planet of Earth. In the planet of Earth. It really is. Think about it. Christ, when he came. He came and said, hey, I, I, I just follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And we'll win the world together. Together. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And then what does he do after that? You see, when he said, follow me, he was saying, follow him. Not follow you. Not follow me. Follow him. And what does that mean? Well, we can look at the tradition of the church and we can see that will be empty well we don't go go by tradition i go by scripture um scripture is birthed out of tradition period <clears throat> that's why i laugh when i hear people sit there and go well you know i was talking to somebody today or i should say we're, we're communicating online um over uh the issue of the scriptures and I said, you know, the main thing about the scriptures is you have to read them within the context they were given. And if you don't do that, then you're reading them what? 
out of context. So we have to read them within the place they were given, and that's within the church. And we have to read them in that context, because the church didn't come out of the scriptures. The scriptures came out of the church. The scriptures came from the life of the church. So what has more authority, the life of the church or the scriptures? Well, the Word of God has greater authority. I agree, but I'm not talking about the Word of God. I'm talking about the Scriptures. Because the Word of God said, you've heard it was said, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. But I tell you. Um, but I tell you. That's a big thing. For a man to say to another man, you have heard it said, quoting the law of Moses, um, or the Torah, uh, an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, but I tell you, you know, forgive your enemy, pray for him, ask God to bless those who persecute you. And everything he taught is the opposite of what the world teaches. And when you look at it, it's actual freedom, it's really freedom. He's not trying to steal our joy or our peace or, or hope or love. He's trying to bring that back into us because humanity is broken. We're broken. That's all. And we're broken because we've, we make choices. We have a free will. That's what we have to really get into, right? And understand that free will is important. If you don't have a free will, then nobody's responsible for what they do. Therefore, prisons are immoral. People are only doing what they're what they're uh, programmed to do, basically, kind of like uh, Calvinism, which is a really weird doctrine. Anyways, um, and I, I, I will purposely bite at some people's churches and their philosophies because. And their doctrines because they they don't see the early church and when i say the early church i'm covering the first like 400 years of the church and there's a reason for that and then you have to move over from western christianity which is birthed out of the great schism and actually it wasn't even birthed out of the great schism it was birthed out before that but there was only one church until 1154, no 1054, excuse me. There was one church until 1054. There were many different community uh, um, churches when you, when you talk about it, but there was one church. Okay, there wasn't many different types and different things. There was one church, one body. That's why they could say those things. Those aren't just metaphors, guys. Those are actualities there. We have nothing to stay in, especially in church tradition, that those things are not real. That the church is not real. Somebody said, well, why don't you participate? Because I'm unworthy. Why? Because I am not worthy. It doesn't matter why. I'm not worthy. That's between myself, the creator, and the priest. And when I say priest, I'm not talking about a Roman Catholic attempt at a priest. I'm talking about the real deal talking about a real brother in Christ whose sole purpose is to help is to help and stand with me 
and we come before the great physician and seek for healing. The priest in the Orthodox tradition is one who he's like a physician's assistant because the great physician gave us a hospital. The church was never seen as a courtyard. And those who preach that, that comes strictly from uh, the westernized church, the, scholastic, the scholasticized church of the West. One that's hardcore, top-down rule, where in the Eastern church, it was more, it, it is and was and still is organic. There's no other way to put it. I'm guilty of staying away from it when I should be. I know that the church would receive me back. I know that they would. But you know, when I was in a time of weakness and, and fear and stupidity, um, I made bad choices and it affected the church. And so I have to be a man. And to me, that means, hey, if you're not worthy of something, you don't participate in it. But I'm not going to lie or I'm not going to blame the church for my sins. Somebody goes, oh, what did you do? What did you do? Did you know that it's also can be, that inquisitiveness can become sinful? That because what I did doesn't matter. Worry about what you do. See, I don't care about what, what you do. I care about what I do. I'll be straight up and honest with you right now. My chances of getting into heaven are probably very few and far between. But I will do my best to help others get to the right path. Because I've been there. I've seen that path. I know what that path is. And I am and I really believe that um, because I'm such a hard-headed, stubborn, arrogant, prideful person, uh, that um, it hasn't been an easy task. I get irritated because I know in my heart that God has called me to do things. And not in some strange David Koresh type way. And I don't know David Koresh, you know, I never knew him. And I think what happened was a turning point in this country. All of the churches of America should have band together and said, that's that's wrong. No, 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 no. And and everybody should have been brought to justice who allowed that to happen to that to that group of people. Because those children, there was no reason for it to happen what happened when I'm getting off track and I'm not going to do that. So let's get back to what we're talking about here. America's in trouble. But America's in trouble, and, and Christ warned us about it. In the sacred scriptures, Jesus warned us that in the last days, men's hearts would grow cold. They would be lovers of selves rather than lovers of God. They would rather obtain, they did not wish to obtain God in their knowledge. So God, the, the term there gave them over to is actually kind of not a great interpretation because it, it, it the language, as I have sat and talked with, with different rabbis and, and Greek uh, people who know the Greek and are familiar with that era of Greek, uh, that it's more like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just had it in my head there, tip of my cortex. Um, Christ warns us to prepare us for what's coming. He tells us, he said, I'm telling you these things so that you'll know. 
and I'm just gonna this is going to really challenge some people because you're gonna see a lot of things on my channel that are not in America uh, greatly embraced by the church and I'm not talking about weird shit. I'm talking about people like uh, like like that. People don't like the word shit. They don't like people using English words that they don't approve of. I don't I don't really care about that because that's bullshit. I also don't believe in a weak Jesus, one that uh, is portrayed as some kind of beta male. I I don't think so. I think Jesus was definitely an alpha male. Um, it's very clear he was. And it's very clear that his followers were a group of, uh, they were a group of men. They took personal responsibility for their actions. They didn't sit around and play games. All they did was uh, follow what they understood. Their weaknesses came out and became apparent and those were utilized. But in our situation today here in America, we are seeing something that anybody from my generation would look at and say, this would never happen in this country. If you would have told me that this would have happened five years ago, two years ago, I, yeah, two years ago, I would have said no. Churches shutting out churches. I know that we're in trouble when the canary in the mine, better better otherwise known as the Orthodox Church, does not hold, is preventing the people from coming to the cup of Christ. That is a grave sin. A grave <laughs> sin. Those who are right now in the priesthood, you guys need to repent. I don't care. I, I can tell you to repent because a brother tells another brother when they see them stumbling, hey, you're falling down here. You need to get yourself back up and stop playing the bullshit. Enough of the You know what? You're wrong. You know it. There's no excuse for it. Um, you know what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to just I'm going to let I'm going to allow the Spirit of God to lead me to the Orthodox Church He wants me at. And I am purposely going to try to get back in, but I'm not going to do it online. Because I know that this is the church that Christ established. I know that for a fact. It's just history. You're, the only thing that comes even to a, a close second is the Roman Catholic Church. And that's a whole different other animal right there, man. Christ came here to make us adopted sons and daughters of God. We're being engrafted because I'm 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 what the sacred scriptures would be called by by the Jews Gentiles. Being a Gentile, okay, what that does for me is before the New Covenant, 
there was a different process that you went through to enter into the what was then called the church in the wilderness according to the apostle paul i had a great fire and zeal a lot of, a lot of it was zeal without knowledge but then you know when you stumble it's easy to become as my my spiritual father told me you know that don't allow despair to control your life <clears throat> he was chastising me he was he was obviously hurt and frustrated with me but at the same time he cared about my soul and since then he's he's you know he's moved forward in the church and from what i know now he's he's in colorado doing ministry out there he's a missionary uh, a priest he starts mission missions in in, in america <laughs> guys gals men women señores and señoras Christ is the only hope that we have in this world, man. Without Jesus, we don't have anything. We, we just don't. And I'll tell you why. Now, does that mean that the person who's never heard of Christ? Well, it's kind of hard to say. Um, but in, in America, most people have heard of Jesus. That's why I think we are really not in a good place right now. And it's not because God's waiting with the bat just to hit us over the head. He, he's, he's like, there's no bat within his hands. He's just waiting for us to decide if we're going to do what's best for us or not. It's called choosing right or wrong. Let me get something to drink. I'll be right back. That's why I love technology because, see, it didn't take me very long to get to where I need to go to come back here and get my drink. You know, when you talk a lot, like I do, um, it's easy to, to get parched. Parched! You know, guys and gals, men and women, listen to me, especially men. I'm, I'm talking to you because this generation of men has some really good qualities but you guys have some really challenging ones too just like every my generation too we all had that we all do what's the biggest challenge we all face well in america we don't understand what liberty is and because of that we're losing our freedoms and that affects how we worship there was a time for many centuries that the church had to stay underground. Guys, this is a reality. Anytime you want to know what what the church went through, you just read the writings of the church. Their, their writings, they speak, for, they speak for themselves. From the past, we're fortunate. One of the things that a lot of people don't give the Christian church at least a historical, you know, attaboy type thing, is they preserved uh, church writings and even even extra uh, uh, church or, or, or you know extra biblical writings because um, I think there's like in theology or all that stuff there's like uh, different categories of you know writings you got scripture you got and all that stuff like that anyways I'm getting tired now. 
but uh, I'm excited because you know what? I'm not going to not. I'm. It's kind of the, the rebel side of me. I want to go bang on the door and say, "Hey, man, you know, we need to have confession in the church. We need to be able to take from the cup and the body. And if not, then." What what right do you have as a priest to prevent us from doing that? Because we come here to participate, not to be told we can't. Well, if the authorities say no, I do believe there are some dudes back in sacred scripture that said, you decide whether it's right or wrong, as for us, we're going to serve God. And then when they released them, they put them right, they beat them, they put them right out, right out there, and right back on the street they went, and they kept preaching. Throw them back in jail, beat them again, they keep doing it, try to kill them, they keep doing it. Nothing stopped them, not plague, not attack, not persecution. But then this beer bug comes along. And people immediately fold. There's, oh yeah, experts say it's, the world's going to end if we don't comply. So I guess God's not real. Because if the world's going to end because we don't comply, I guess God can't heal. Or God can't protect. And he can. And it doesn't mean that we're not even Christians wouldn't get sick. It just means that it's part of life, guys. Getting sick is part of life. Do you want to pray? Well, I think a person who is able-minded understands the consequences if they're sick. Well, I didn't. I'm not going to go to. I, I I never go to church. Never went to church when I was sick ever. Why? Because how is that fair to anybody else? I might be strong. My immune system might be okay. I might just you know, suffer some body aches and runny nose and maybe a fever now and then, but it might end up taking somebody to the hospital. And the same people who are crying right now, especially in the church, I really don't have any, my messages guys are going to start leaning more towards that because I just don't think, you know, I mean, life is very short and I need to do what I can to, uh, to build a better life for my progeny. And you can do what you want. But I'm going to try to build a better life. And, you know, I don't care if people agree with me or not. Because you're going to agree or you're not going to agree. That's why the message can never change. It just needs to keep going forward. So, with that being said, if you're not somebody who's seeking the truth and then acting upon what you find, this is not the place for you. I would still hope you would come and listen and participate. I don't mind that. But if you come to attack me, all you're doing is showing the world how stupid you are and, and how much time you're willing to waste just to prove what? That a God that you don't believe in doesn't exist? Boy, that's a pretty big waste of time for an atheist, I would think. I think you could go do some other things that are more important. Since God doesn't exist, Somebody like me should be of no significance to you and non-essential, right? So don't worry about me. And if you feel that you need to tell other people that what they need to believe and not believe, 
then that makes you an asshole and I don't want you around here anyways. So you decide what you want to do. I'm going to keep talking this message. God sent his son into the world so that the world through him might be saved. He did not send his son into the world to condemn it. He sent his son into the world to save it. The church is a hospital. It is not a courtroom. The only courtroom is not going to be on church, in church buildings. It's going to be before God, okay? In his courtroom right now. And that's even if there is, who says there's going to be, I mean, there's going to be a judgment. We have an idea how that's going to be. It's going to be before the throne of God. The sheep and the goats are going to be separated. What do you think there's going to be literal sheep or goats with horns? Guys, Jesus warned us, and so did Paul, and in other sacred scripture, that there are such things as vain babblings, just conversation that is just useless. And that's why I don't I don't want to deal with it. You know, I used to listen to this this gentleman a long time. He's passed away, passed away a long time ago. And his wife took over the ministry. Um, and a lot of people had a problem with that. And that's fine. Uh, a lot of people didn't like the man because he was kind of like, he was very, he was just honest. He didn't, he didn't care what people thought. He smoked cigars on TV. He, he swore on TV, you know, and he didn't care. And I think a lot of times he did what he did because he was just, you know, if it causes people to stop and think, boom, or get into the conversation, that's success. Because now that 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 you're you're getting people engaged into the conversation. And there are going to be all these people who know exactly what I should be doing on my program. And they know exactly what I should be doing in my walk with my creator. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> and that's actually, you know, you want to know what a sin is? That's a sin. Anybody who says they know the end of a person, that they're going to heaven or hell, they don't know. Paul even said that I don't judge anyone. I don't judge even my own self before the time. It's not my business. And and I see people preach that kind of stuff and it's almost like they enjoy it. It's like, dude, you would enjoy a fellow human being going to hell? You know, I, I understand when there's somebody who is just straight up evil. Well, they, they will face their consequences. But we don't know the end of them because there were malcontents on the uh, 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 on the cross on either side of Jesus, the term there, you know, the thief on the cross, and the, the term there is these guys were freaking criminals. Dude. They were straight up. Today we call them they're straight up thugs. I mean, they got caught, and that was the way they got executed. One of them looked at Jesus and said, "Hey, remember me, man, when you you get into your kingdom." You say you got a kingdom, remember when you get there. Something just clicked on that guy, just went on in that guy's head. And of course, you know, like I said, there are going to be those people that come in here and they're going to start attacking and, you know, delusional this and, and imaginary friend in the sky that. 
And those are, you know, to me, I just look at them as sorry little amoeba because they're incapable of wrapping their minds around the idea of a creator because the box they live in is so small. It's like a, it's like a die on a 40 foot kitchen table. It's just small and insignificant, but they're really not. And you know what's funny is to atheists, atheists, what's funny to me is that atheists matter to God. God hates the death of the wicked. That's even in sacred scripture. If God hates the death of the wicked, who the hell are you or I to just condemn people because they don't see things your way? You voted for the wrong person, so you're going to hell. Really? You don't know why they voted for that person. You don't you don't know what the what what data they have. You don't know. <clears throat> if people would follow the gospel, which is stay in your own lane, um you you don't correct your brother until you've dealt with your own life. And I think through that is enough conviction with other people, you don't have to say anything. You don't so if you want to do this with me, you don't have to do this with me. And this is not where it starts. This is, well, I should, this is where it begins only. The journey into healing, because that's what salvation is. Salvation is healing. It's healing. People don't like the term salvation. What do I being saved from? You're being saved from the illness and the sickness of sin. What is that? Hatred, distrust. Violence. I mean, you tell you name it. That's that's that is what is bad. What is good? Love, joy, long suffering, peace, kindness, mercy. Those are good things, you know. Sharing, uh, dignity towards people. Um, being an example rather than being <laughs> an executor. I've seen churches destroy people's lives, and I've left those churches because of that. I've seen them do terrible things to people, and I've seen them do wonderful things for a whole community. You know, the thing is, is that it's human beings. See, the church is not a person. The church is a group of people who meet together. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, well, you can't be gathered electronically. That's not gathered. Um, the, the elders of the church cannot come and lay hands on the sick. What happened to that? Most churches don't believe in, in healing anymore. They just don't. They're so intellectual. They're so knowledgeable, right? They, they've known so much now that they know more than God. And that's cool, man. I've had people spit on me. I've had people take my Bible and steal it and run with it. I've had people take my Bible, throw it on the ground, and stamp on it, and have to go buy a new one. Um, I've had people cry right there in front of me, just break down because they needed just to know that somebody gives a shit. 
I'm not there to judge anyone. I'm not going to, you know, go out there and, and, you know, scrape up everything off the street. People are where they are because they choose me. Jesus even said that you will always have the poor with you. You only have me for a season. You only have certain things for a season. You'll always have the poor. Why? Because the poor mainly, I'm not saying all of them. Right now, there's going to be a lot of poor who are put there because of their so-called loving government. We are to honor where honors do, respect where respect is due. But we never compromise the gospel or the church or our walk with Christ. I, I'm a terrible example. That's why I don't, you know, all I can do is just say, hey, man, you know, I will live what I can. To me, the gospel is lived. It's not just preached. But people need to hear it. Uh... There's so much. I don't know where to start because I haven't done this in so long. I don't think it's a sin for you to smoke a cigarette or smoke a joint. I don't think it's a sin for you to drink a bottle of wine or to drink a bottle of Coke. Some people disagree with me on both of those. I don't think any of those things are anything you need to be concerned about. Unless, of course, there's something between you and your doctor. But that's between you, God, and your doctor, isn't it? That's not my lane. That's not my business. And I will tell you this. You remember to keep my dignity intact when you talk to me. I will always remember to keep your dignity intact when I talk to you. Because I know we're both going through this struggle together. Life is nothing but a struggle, guys. I know. I woke up this morning and I wept for like 20 minutes. Why? Because I believe the Spirit of God was dealing with me, bringing some healing. It was healing I needed. Um, it involved that healing involved my wife because she saw that I was just going through some struggles and and what it was. And I'll tell you, when I was a child, I haven't talked to anybody about this either. When I was a child, I had this beautiful Dalmatian. <clears throat> beautiful dog but I didn't have her for very long she's only about a year old getting close to it and one day my dad um, gotta remember my dad was very abusive so when he said to do something you did it no matter what and so my dad was trying to back his pickup out of the backyard where my dog was and so I was trying to watch her and he was yelling at me at the same time you remember I'm like only seven or eight years old and I'm supposed to be guiding him out in the back, you know, the truck out so he can get out of the backyard with the truck and drive. Well, make a long story short, my dog got out and was hit right there by a car. And we got her to the vet. And on the way there, you know, my dad just chewed me out, you know, and uh, you should have done this, you should have done that, you know, and he blamed me. And for the first time, I was able to just say, fuck you. It wasn't my fault. And it hurt. I mean, that was hard for me. And for any kind of minister or pastor to sit there and not allow you to just say what I did, they have no business being a pastor. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not the words that destroy lives. It's your actions. 
Words can destroy. Only if they're coming from someone whose actions somebody has come to when you're told you're not you're not worth anything those words can hurt they can sting I, I, words are not there the words don't there's no such thing as words not having consequences that's that's foolish that should be a little bit more clar, clarifying and do do forgive me my uh, it's almost one o'clock in the morning I'm usually up by sunup which I was today um, so it's been a really long day but I'm starting to get what I need to do. But see, I want to make sure that I'm not doing this just for my own self, you know, for vainglory bullshit. So I don't, so that's why I keep myself where I'm at because God is not here to judge you. He's here to heal you through his son, Jesus Christ. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, actually, that's a good thing. But so many people don't want to hear that today. Yet America's where it's at. And churches are shutting each other's doors. They are not allowing... Uh, they're allowing other people who have nothing to do with the church to tell them to keep their doors shut or we're going to make up laws that make it illegal for you to get gather together. We're going to make it a health and safety code. Which is just utter, complete nonsense, guys. Men of God will never allow other men in the community to tell them their people can't meet and worship. But what about the safety and health of your congregation? Every single one of them is adults. They know full, full well what they want to do. I cannot stop them and I'm not going to try because it's, I believe that uh, God wants us to, 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 to gather in some way or another. And we need to, I, I, there's nowhere for me to go to church in my city. There are no, no churches open. None. Out of a city of 200,000 people. Do you realize what that says to a lot of people about the church it says this the God they claim they believe they don't they're telling the city uh, representatives that they actually have greater power than God does so therefore the gospel actually uh, must acquiesce to the edict of men. Yeah, okay, you have fun with that. This person here, I will keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to allow anybody to stop me from doing it. I think it's sad because there's some pastors out there that are that were doing a good thing and then they start getting stupid. You know, they get all this publicity, and then all of a sudden, boom, and then it kind of lets you know, well, you know, you know, tree buys free, right? Guys, America's screwed up today because America's turned its back on God. America's turned its back on the Creator. 
the Declaration of Independence states that there is a creator. If you don't believe in a creator, then a creator, not a creator. If you don't believe in a creator, then your rights are definitely given by men because it was men who said the creator gave them to you. So therefore, it was men who gave them to you. Therefore, it's men who can take them away. So it's just whoever has the bigger guns. And that, my friends, is not America. That is something different than America. And church, remember, judgment does begin at some point. But before, before uh, that ever happens, God is reaching out. He's not going to judge us per se. He's going to allow us to make our own judgments on ourselves. He will just, I don't know, I, I'm not God. I will never even try to attempt that again because I'm not God. To me, it's sinful to try to even say what the creator would think. I don't know, but I do know this. He gave me a mind to think that I'm created in his likeness and his image, whatever that means. Likeness is pretty, pretty good. Not too hard to understand. So here's the deal. If you don't want to hear about Jesus, don't hang out on my channel. You don't want to hear honesty. Don't hang out on my channel. And if you don't want to, to, uh, to try to understand uh, and learn something new, then this is the wrong channel for you. Other than that, I hope you have yourself a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon. Ciao.